Celebrating love, tradition, well-being and nature, Anita Korshal is the co-founder of Morley Rituals, a collection of plant-based blends for the skin, hair, body and mind. Morley Rituals is an ode to Ayurveda and I cannot wait to share this episode with you all. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Maine has been an incredible journey so far and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's delight to welcome our guest for today, Anita Koshal. She is the co-founder of Morley Rituals, a results-driven line harnessing the ancient rituals and principles of Ayurveda. Committed to purity, performance and well-being, Morley Rituals is a true celebration of healing traditions in a modern eco-luxe setting. I already know Anita and I have a lot in common growing up in households with families that practice Ayurvedic traditions and imparted wisdom beyond measure. Anita co-founded Morley Rituals with her husband Bitu, whose father was an Ayurvedic doctor. So it's incredible that we've each come back to our roots all these years later, drawing inspiration from our families every day. I love that Anita has also placed a huge focus on intention within the brand. Each product, each ingredient seeks to energize and empower a life lived in balance. I cannot wait for our conversation today. So Anita, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Akash. Do you know, I did another podcast, Akash, and they were, we were talking about Fable and Maine in the podcast, you know, the new brands mm. that, that, we, that we love. And I was saying, I wish Akash was in Team Morley. I would love to have you with <laughs> us. You're so brilliant. Like, and, uh, you know, your energy just is so awe-inspiring because you, you smile and make it look easy. But we all know how much work goes into, you know, going to new launches and, you know, geeing up your team and doing your podcast and that brilliant shoot you did recently where you look so cool, especially oh, in the pajamas. That was my favorite outfit. That was, that was, yeah, that was fun. That was, uh, I was, yeah, I literally, it was three hours for my L'Officiel India cover shoot and they literally like three hours in the morning in Mumbai and we in the car had all the outfits we had just a driver and my photographer friend with no lighting nothing just his camera and we were like let's get out there and we were changing in the car and I was getting out shot another one another one it was so like lastminute.com, but it was, it but was the fun. But in India, the natural light was, in India. The nat- you don't need anything more than just nothing the like it. backdrop. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. But, but, you know, going to your point, we are, I am in the same team. We're all doing this together, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, now, mm-hmm. especially now we've connected today, it's just going to be the start of an even mm-hmm. more of a collaborative and beautiful like, partnership. When we launched, retailers were telling us, what is Ayurveda? Retailers were telling us this. Literally. And they wanted us to categorize ourselves differently. But because of brands like you, Actually, now they are beginning to understand. We don't have to explain it. And hopefully one day there'll be a category. Um, but it will be. Yeah, it will be. It's happening. I, you know, I, I cannot relate more because our first conversations with even the likes of, you know, the biggest retailers like Sephora, we're the first Ayurvedic brand at Sephora in the US, Canada. And yes. we were told, and, and rightly so from what they understood as a data perspective, right? Mm. The, the consumer walking into the stores. 
uh, they were like, you know, maybe let's not keep Ayurveda in the shelf strips because it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't resonate. And I, I actually said in this meeting, I said, sorry, I might lose some sales today, but we'll gain more later because I have to be the change. If I don't put it there, then how will anyone ever know? But I actually put my foot down and said, no, sorry, we are going to keep Ayurveda. And then guess what? A couple of months later, when there's all these articles coming out, like be a business of fashion, Ayurveda is the next big thing. And this, yeah. then they tell us, let's put more Ayurveda. I'm like, there you go. I knew it. Not even a year later, but you have to, you got to know what you want to build and you got to like kind of sometimes, even if it might not sense, make sense financially or takes a little bit more time to educate, mm-hmm. you've got to be the change you want to yeah. see. And that's what we're doing, our brand. Yeah. yeah. And you spend too much doing it. Exactly. To not enjoy it, to not be true to it. And that's the most important, true to it. And I think for me, the funniest thing is, is like, it's not even like anything new. This is actually older than most things that are out there in the beauty industry. This is four to 5,000 year olds ancient science and the science is somebody, you know they try a plant on their skin and they yeah. see the results and they say yeah this yeah. works like they didn't need a lab it was like okay i put this on my skin i haven't got a rash i haven't dropped dead okay let's carry on you know and what better actually what better is there than trial and error and it's five thousand year old trend it's ridiculous to think it will go it won't go it will become stronger just as yoga and meditation have it will just become stronger and stronger oh, i can say it better yeah well there's so much i want to get into but first, before I go into that, I ask all my guests the same question at the beginning. And I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Anita? I am a soul that's incarnated in this personality. And my parents chose to call me Anita because my elder sister is Sunita and the next one is Rita. And Indian parents like rhyming names. And yeah. um, the role that I play in this incarnation is the owner of Morley Rituals and a mother and hopefully a good friend and a wife and um, a teacher and a student. I think my sister, Nikita, should have been born in your family. That would have made it perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They didn't match Akash and Nikita. But yeah, uh, I love that. It's such a beautiful way to say it. So I kind of want to start the beginning and those early memories of beauty. And I'm sure with Ayurveda as well. Can you tell us about your childhood and, and rituals? My mother had seven children, so she didn't have a lot of time to faff around. And her beauty secret was literally oil on her skin. That's all she used on her skin, on her hair, on her body. And her skin was so beautiful to her dying day. Actually better than ours because we growing up went through a period of denying all that. And uh, we used to use bleach on our face. Uh, All the girls in my family, we used to use Jolim, which we used to buy from Boots. And we would bleach our faces because... Fair and lovely and all this stuff that we were brainwashed. Yeah, we were brainwashed. And so we shied away from that and it actually did untold damage to our skin. I didn't try and get lighter in that I would go on holiday and I would get tanned and my aunties would say, you look so dirty. You know, what have you done? Um, Who's going to marry you now? And I didn't mind being dark, but I didn't like being hairy. Yeah. You know, so anything that was not conventionally beautiful, I would try to change because we were supposed to have arranged marriages. So we were supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. And um, but my mother never gave into that. So I always remember I loved her simplicity. Mm. I did try to follow that at some point. My father used to walk around the house with a neem stick. He was always using oil on his hair. She was always using oil on our hair. Friday night was our chumpy night for the whole family, one after the other. We loved it. And when we were sick, of course, they would go into the kitchen and they would use the ingredients we have in the kitchen. 
So we did grow up with it. It was always simmering in the back, but I don't yeah. think I wholeheartedly embraced it until I met my husband. Um, and then it was just like rabbit hole. Like the more you know, the more you want to know. And you never stop learning about Ayurveda. It's impossible. That's the beauty of it. And I, I mean, I think most people that were grew up in, in a household that had Ayurvedic rituals intertwined, you didn't spend that time when you're younger asking Nani or, you know, what exactly is this? Tell me what they're doing. You just did it, right? It was just there. You knew they had these benefits. And same with me growing up, like I didn't appreciate it or take the time to learn it. And, and obviously I had to learn a lot of things back then. I had my GCSEs, A-levels, so many other things that were taken priority mm. to that time. But now in my in my later years, I've taken a lot of time to learn, educate on Ayurveda. I'm learning every day because there's so much to learn. Exactly. And my God, it's incredible. And mm. it's actually quite daunting. That's why I'm really glad there's more Ayurvedic brands out there and hopefully more to come. Because, um, I mean, we can't do it all. There's so many, you know, I'm sure every, when it comes to new product development, you're like, well, that ingredient, this ingredient, there's also this one, there's this one. <laughs> you could have thousands of products, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we need more and more brands out there to, even for us, to bring yeah. these in a modern way. Because as much as we love Ayurveda and the beauty of the natural ingredients and kitchen born, we are busy, we're always traveling, we're out and about, and we don't have the luxury to always find these Indian grocery stores wherever we go and continue this Ayurvedic ritual, which is a, you know, a daily, weekly practice. Mm. You need products that are a bit modernized, have the, you know, mix of formulas, stabilize on shelves a bit longer, last with you. That has the essence of Ayurveda, but still with modern science. Totally. We've got Netflix now, darling. Exactly. You know, people had a lot more time on their hands. You know, they could do oil pulling for 20 minutes. You know, they could sit there and do a full body abhyanga for an hour. We can't do that. Let's be real. So what we do is, and you do, we refine Ayurveda and we renew it in a way that makes it relevant today because a little is better than nothing. And a little consistently is excellent. Whereas sporadically going, I'm going all in and I'm going to stand there and do all these rituals. You know, you'd lose your job if you did that because there just isn't the time now. But we can distill the essence of it, be true to it and deliver something that because of uh, modern formulations is actually far better than they could have had then. You know, it's an it's an advancement. We're always evolving. And that's the whole point. So, yeah, we're very privileged to be able to do that. So you, you touched about, you know, meeting um, your husband back then and then suddenly going more into the world of Ayurveda. Tell us more about how you met him and how that came around with his father as well. He used to live in uh, West London in Ealing and uh, he was a real catch amongst all, all the young girls. And I remember going to Ealing Broadway Library when I was about 15. He was there pretending to be studying and I thought he'll never want to. He won't look at me. Anyway, it was a friend's... Um, engagement party and he was there and I was there and he asked her for my number we went out on Valentine's and the King's Road and um, that same evening that I met him I said I think we're going to get married I have a feeling and I do have a sixth sense about things we all do we all do he obviously thought bunny boiler let me run as fast as I can um, <laughs> but then you know something told him as well and two years later he proposed and we got married and he had grown up actually really embracing it in that his father took him out of school when he was 11 took him to the Himalayas taught him yoga taught him pranayama breathing taught, taught him everything you could know about Ayurveda and um, just said this is a more important education than school you know you're not going to learn these things in school but they are your they are your heritage and they're important and 
His father was a very good Ayurvedic doctor, excellent. At, but when he came to the UK, he started a, a Hindi newspaper not long after he came. Mm. He was the first publisher of an all Hindi newspaper because in those days, immigrants didn't speak English predominantly. And so they had no way of knowing what was going on back home. So he took on that man. He felt very duty bound to do that. And then he launched a Punjabi paper and Bitu was... And I feel much the same. We feel duty bound because our father-in-law has has left now physically. And we don't want all that knowledge to leave with him. We've mm. got to keep it going and we've got to make it stronger. And that and that's what we do. So so I met Bitu. We were we've been married for God, a lifetime. We've been married for 32 years now, long, long time. And um, yeah, and you know, I, I'm just very, very lucky to be with somebody who shares my values. Yeah. Amazing. So Morley Rituals. Yeah. Tell us how that came to be and the beginning of it and the name inspiration too. Yeah. Name is uh, Morley is this thread that I'm wearing and I can never remember being without it. Mine's really old and withered now. And I, I love it being like that because for me, that's a metaphor for life is that, you know, we also become that way. We're not going to be perfect forever. And Ayurveda is not saying you will be perfect forever. It's saying you will you will feel stronger for longer. That's the whole point. We're not supposed to live forever. We're supposed to live for how long we live in the best possible health. So Morley, I love the symbolism of it because it means protection, connection and well-being. I love that because it's about the connection to the elements and it's about the connection to ourselves, to each other. Protection from the elements through the product that we create and well-being. That's what we wish our customer. In fact, when we launched, it was such a heartfelt brand, Akash. I cannot tell you. It, Morley was our medicine and it still is our medicine because we'd had a very great loss in our life and we needed to channel how we were feeling into something. And it just so happened that Morley became that something. So it was so heartfelt that Bitter and I would literally sit in our kitchen, putting these little Morleys into little envelopes to go into our product. It was not going to add to our sales, but we felt we had to do it. We felt so driven to pour all our love into something. We, we needed to channel our love. And that's what Morley was channel it for future generations and channel it channel it to honor past generations and so it came about really we built a shopify site bitter and i did it on our own and um you, you know we put we put the little fables in there and we put little quotes from different gurus in there and it was just this love letter and then september the 14th was my birthday and i remember a few friends were around we pressed live um we opened a bottle of champagne and that was it. That was our launch. And then we waited, will anybody buy anything? And the first person that did, we jumped up and it was my best friend who'd brought something. And But honestly, Akash, there was no master plan. The master plan was put one foot in front of the other and let's see where we go. Because we were lucky enough to be in a position where we didn't really need the money. It's not like we were rolling in it, but we we had a lovely roof over our head. We were at the point where we'd done the traveling and the having the nice cars. We'd done all that in our 30s. And by the time we launched, Bitu was already 50. I was 48. So we were at the stage in our life where we would say in India that we were at the stage where we were supposed to be teaching and sharing our wisdom as opposed to acquiring it. And I think that's why we put so much love into it, because we were at a point in our life where that was our dharma our dharma was the first 
instance of Aldama was not to create a brand that was going to be world domination. It was to really enrich people's lives. And that's what we did uh, without really even thinking it through. For me, it's so important to like understand it, it can come in many different stages of your life. But when is the time to, you know, you learn, you learn, you take, you take, but when yes. do you give, right? Yes, and exactly. it can happen at any point. It's whenever you feel ready and also you feel yes. you've learned enough to be doing it with justice. Um, and you know, Dharma is like that individual duty, right? To like, it's, it yeah. comes from the Hinduism. And I think it's such a beautiful way to explain that. Like that was your Dharma. Like, I love that. That's so beautiful. But to create and to grow a business like you're doing now is also Dharma because it's job creation. It's edu- It's different and forms. It's a lot. Yeah. It's beauty creation. And I mean beauty not just in the physical product. I mean just exactly. it touches people. There is value in everything we do, you know, as long as it works for us. So, And I think it's very important when you get moments where you lose sight or you get clouded judgment of your values, take a moment to pause and clean the mind to understand there is value in everything we Absolutely. do. If someone feels no purpose in their job or I'm only doing this, I'm doing that, like there is so much value there. You have to see it. If you don't see it, who will? I mean, that's very, very important. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the first few products that you launched and then kind of like painting that picture to what the brand is today. So if anyone listening at the same time, they can like go online, shop it, experience it. So yeah. Initially, Akash, we were going to do perfumes. We were going to do 12 perfumes, one for each month of the year. And then we thought, no, we couldn't get the formulas right. So we didn't do that. And then we thought, oh, hair oil, like that's what we, that's what our parents used. It's the beginning of I read that. Yeah. Exactly. And then it was more that we found a really brilliant person in London who could make the most incredible formulation. So it was more that, that we, we were drawn to this man, this man was drawn to us and he helped us create this incredible product. And therefore we thought, okay, great. Even though nobody had really heard of it. And by no means were we the first because Karma Ayurveda, brilliant brand came over here to Harrods actually before many years before we even launched, but Uh they were slightly ahead of their time. And I don't know that their, their language spoke to the West, spoke to the Western market, which is something we were able to do because we had the luxury of having been born here. So we, we understood it, you know, even forest essentials before us, but again, at that point couldn't speak to the Western audience. They, they were born in India, which is why even today yeah. they're starting, even now, you know, being bought both by Pooja and Estelle respectively, yeah. they, they, they are taking now time to, and rightly so, to re-articulate messaging, even product formulas to work globally. But I think sometimes it's easier when you create it out of the Indian market to then think first global as opposed to localized because um, in India, a lot of things work just in India and governed by the fact that when we went to India growing up as well, I know you, you would know, like you would get a lot of Ayurvedic products very, very cheap. It would be like, you know, the basic Himalayas yes. and you have like yes. parachute oil and it's very much drugstore, but not even drugstore, you know, like on the market and the streets kind of Ayurvedic oils, yeah. which are great, but they're not designed for even Western hair, right? Uh, it's very, very thick. Oils and yes, very yeah. pungent smells and yes. wouldn't be necessarily yeah. working here. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. You'd you'd never meet a partner with those oils on. You no. just never. You'd be single forever. Yeah, so I mean, you know, even me. Can't. I don't know if you had the same, but when I used to use a lot of these oils that my grandma used to bring from India or make her mm-hmm. own ones. As much as I love the benefits, and I have obviously thick Indian hair, but I got bullied in school because it was like yes. that, that smell lingers and yeah. it's like curry hair and this. And I was always like, get yeah. it out, get it out. So yeah. it's annoying, it, you know, Same. it's not 
You don't want to. You want to be empowered. Yes. So we, and Bitu and I didn't know that much about beauty, if I'm honest. So we had no concept of skew ranges or, you know, which category are we going to sit in? So we launched this dry oil, a perfume, a hair oil, a bath salt. It was like one random mix of products. But we just thought, oh, these are all nice products that we would use. Like we've created a range we would use. And we felt that we had to do from head to toe because then we would really we were really offering the whole experience, but we had very little knowledge of SKUs. That's, you know, of categories. And we, we didn't understand. Uh, but luckily for us, Space NK took us early on. Netaporte took us early on. They, they saw something in us, which we were very lucky that they did. And then in 2015, a friend introduced me to somebody at Bulgari and I showed her the products and she said, I want you to be in this bar. And I said, oh, I I showed her a one page document, which was this is how I want the ritual to start. And this is what, you know, all the elements of it. But I'm not a therapist. And I handed her the paper and she said, Nita, that's not a protocol. I said, oh, what's the protocol? Like, I didn't really understand. Uh, But she was so lovely and loved the brand so much. She said, I'm going to help you write the protocol because she was a therapist herself. And so she helped me write it. We we went into Bulgari, London. And then when she left, I thought, oh, gosh, our days are numbered because the new therapist bar director will come in, have their favorites and we'll be out because we were nowhere near the size of the other brands in Bulgari. But the new one came in, loved it even more. And then we went into Milan and then we went now we're going into Dubai. Then we're going into Rome. Then we're going into Tokyo. So we've just grown with Bulgari worldwide and it's wonderful. And um so how it la- how it launched and how it grew really is there's something divine in the brand in that the opportunities come to us and because we're not a massive team if they're good opportunities we take them we don't seem to have the time to actually look for the opportunities yeah but that's what we want to do now that's what we want to do next because I went through a dip with Morley where in the beginning I loved it. I was working 24-7. I was giving it my all. Then I went through a period of working really hard on it, partly out of fear of it, of losing it, if I'm honest. Like, I've got to work hard to maintain. I've got to, got to. And then I finally got to a stage of, actually, I can really enjoy this. And it will grow. Just use my head and do the right things. Uh, you know, work smarter and enjoy the ride because... I'm not taking any of it with me. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride and involve other people. Like let people, because, you know, Kash, if I'm not well and the brand is dependent on me, that's not fair on my team because yeah. how are they then supposed to survive? You know, they, while it is a team effort, Morley is the sum of all its parts. And that's my team. Yeah. That's our manufacturers. That's our artisans in India. That's my father-in-law. You know, that's everybody. However, the signature of it is quite dependent on me and that cannot be the case long-term. So that's what we're sort of working towards now, but I'm very glad for the fact that it's taken this long because I know what's special about it and what we need to do next. I don't think I would have known that if I rushed. Yeah. And I think that's where sometimes taking time to just let time answer your question. It sounds like taking time to let time answer. But the point is, is that is like, we always sometimes strive for an answer today. And if we don't, we panic and we make sometimes rash decisions. And only after, um, if you're fortunate enough to have given that time, you realize, oh, that's why it all comes clearer later. Um, And I think that's also the same for starting a business. You said it really well, like you don't have to, you have certain elements you should have prepared, right? Like finances and team, that's important. But 
the whole business plan and stuff. I didn't have a business plan for Fable. Only when certain opportunities arose and even not even out of me just tunnel visioning to them. It's just like I, I tested the waters, Sephora came up, this and that. Then you start building a business plan around those opportunities once they kind of, kind of start happening. But you allow yes. the brand to shine, not your only single vision. I think that's very yeah. important. Yeah. You said that right now. And in the, the day, why rush something that is meant to long-term stay beyond our existence, right? This yeah, Morley will exactly. be here in this lifetime of yours and after. And yeah, by that, exactly. you have to do it justice to the brand, yeah. not I need that, not a cash. Absolutely, you know? yeah, and absolutely. very important. And I don't, I don't, as long as whoever, you know, takes the brand after us, honors it and is true to it, then let it flourish and grow. Let it flourish and grow. It's, you know, it is like a child. Like you, you give it the love, you give it everything it needs, but you are not responsible for what happens beyond that. let it. But in exactly to that example, I, you know, I worked in brands like Aveda, my first job and mm. stuff like that. And without going into details of these companies, when you start seeing certain ways being lost because of conglomerates or, you know, yeah. decisions of people internally, the one thing that grounds me and I think any business owners today is invest in the business principles and your consumer mindset. Then it's sort of, although it will adapt to times and, you know, has to be agile, it won't lose its authenticity because that investment is irreplaceable like for me it's like if I made it very clear of our pillars and the brand and every product speaks to that so now we have a rule book any product we do any marketing we do any social media post we have to answer some important fable and main brand questions if they do not pass those questions we do not do it so that's our our that's our way of making sure that it's staying true to itself over time when the consumers feel that without knowing what those questions are the brand is that brand. It's never going to lose its touch, um, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. So that investment is very important. Um, and it can take time. It can take um, a bit of moments. But you can't trust in the idea of a paper agreement between you and a, a sale of, an, of a conglomerate and say, please make sure you stick to Ayurveda. Five years after that agreement's finished, they might say, you know what? It's going to be all cultures. Let's, let's infuse everything else. And you can't control that. We can't control. No, no But no. if they feel the brand is perceived by the industry as Ayurvedic and Ayurvedic only, and it's true in that they will not touch it, right? You're right, you're right, because your, yours is so strong that I can imagine anybody coming in would be able to articulate that because it's so yeah. strong. And ours, what I looked back, actually, before I spoke to you, I looked back at our first ever interview, and I thought, yeah, you know what, that's what we were about. And mm-hmm. we still are, but somewhere along the way when I was working too hard and I was – listening a little bit to what the retailer wanted. I did lose that a little bit. I know I did. And then I was not happy. When you work too hard, naturally, there are moments where emotions arise, stress comes in. And if you start listening to the short term moments, you lose sight of the bigger picture. And it's so common. I'm doing this thing right now, I can tell you. So I'm not one to advise on this. I'm more speaking of my current situation where, you know, we grow so quick. And then now I get days where I'm, I take a step back and say, like, Akash, just be, look what you've done. Be proud. But just this is the moment to really, in that painting I'm building, take yeah. those three steps back and just pat yourself on the back and be like, look what we're painting. But also, what am I painting? It's not yes. something else I thought now. It's, it's actually go back to the beginning. This is, and I think it's so important. You said, I think everyone should hold, if they're building a business, those interviews, those articles they do at the beginning, yeah. because that is that that untouched 
essence that is so important to a brand. Yeah, it's so true. I saw it today and I felt so, literally saw it before, about an hour before we spoke. And I thought, I'm so proud of that brand. And, you know, don't lose that essence because that's what makes it special. Just don't, just don't. And we do, like you talk about pillars, we always say to the team, if we don't educate, inspire and inform, we mustn't do it, you know, in terms of our, in terms of our, what the, the messaging we give. If we don't do that, then because why are we wasting their their airtime? You know, everybody's busy. Why are we, if they're trusting us with their time, we must give them value back. And I really feel that so deeply. And like you, I'll occasionally hop onto our Instagram and amend a little bit of copy or, you, you know, add you. something. Yeah. yeah, you know, I can't help myself because I think, no, no, no. would I want to read that? Although I have the best team, but would I want to read that? Yeah. Is it good no, enough? And this is why I do this podcast, right? This is founder yeah. businesses I'm talking about. And the, the biggest part is, I'm not saying it's founder only, right? It's team led, it's customer led, it's, it's retailer led, yeah. it's everything. But founder part is that secret sauce that needs to be sprinkled yeah. everywhere. And it's yes. done sometimes three years later in the journey, a social media post doesn't have that sprinkle. Go in there and sprinkle more of that. In. Yeah, you need I to. do. Um, <laughs> I do sometimes. You really, and honestly, I do the same. And sometimes I tell yeah. my team, I'm not micromanaging here. I'm just advising, yeah. and and you know, just like I, yeah. I, I, it's again, a fine day, balance. Like, it's a fine balance. And and again, yeah. most of the team, you know, like I, I'm very lucky to have a very diverse range of uh, team. But you know, Ayurveda isn't inherent to them, right? So that's right. We were talking yes. about, uh, you know, my, most of my team were talking about like bejazzling something with bindis for some fun TikTok <laughs> content, and they were like bindis, and I was like, okay, let me explain what bindis are. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I say that so openly, and we're like, hang yeah. on, they don't know what bindis are. Um, right. So, right. so yeah. they've come a long way because they've learned yeah. so much too, and we take yeah. that for granted, don't we? We take it for they granted. Know. Right. Exactly. You're right. But they um, love learning, and and that's and, also great, you know. And honestly, I I, I was as like every culture, but I can only speak for ours. India, I mean, what what an amazing place and um, oh. environment to learn. There's so much. Ner- I mean, oh. I say going to India. I said go to India if you want to see the mountains, the snow, the desert, the sand, the water, the beach. I mean, you have everything in everything place. yeah Honestly, everything I know in my incredible. heart when I go to India I'm just such a happy person I'm sure you're the same yeah and the hospitality Honestly. and you're the grounded. way people do live their dharma the way people yeah. you know the servant will greet you with a smile and do anything yeah. for you because he feels proud and I want to bring that ode you know a lot of people yeah. do ask um, you might get the same um, maybe we should talk about that a bit is about you know being an Indian brand not necessarily born born and bred in India right because mm-hmm. we're we're building this in the western world doesn't mean we're not having ties and you know I, I'm now selling in Nike and we are in India but the point is is I tell people we're, we're not taking we're not stealing we're not doing all these rituals and bringing to them we're empowering for the world to enjoy and there's Indians as well that are losing touch with their own roots that need to be reminded a definitely one. but unfortunately in India they the, unfortunately when they see the west adopting it they suddenly want it too which is a when shame the west, but, when they adopt the yeah. east the, west, it's the other way around yeah. but, but it is something that to say even though these ingredients are landlocked and even though these rituals have been often practiced in centuries in our own you know, country they do not discriminate. Why should they? The world should benefit from this amazing. And, and they already have. Whether, and, and often they have, and we haven't even given credit where it's due. You know, I saw yeah. this whole hair slugging campaign and so many content creators of ours who went viral stood up for the fact that guys, like, and they were non-Indian, right? They were like, yes. 
guys, this is nothing new, this hair slugging new trend. This is hair oiling that's existed in <laughs> India for thousands of years. Yeah. But going back to other things, shampoo was invented in India. Chess, invented in India. Absolutely. You know, like there's so, I mean, there are some things, I'll be honest, like this is what I know. Uh, you can always question mark some backdating yeah. to other... You're sounding like goodness gracious me, man. I know, exactly. It's <laughs> like, you can't always say it's India. But from what yeah. I know, there's a lot of at least early adoptations of these things from India that yeah. I want the world to really put India on a map and celebrate the yeah. beautiful heritage and culture, but in an inclusive way, not in a we're Indian, only for Indians. Because it's, it's in, discovered in India, but it belongs to the world. It's not just for us, you know, and we can't be that, we can't be that um, arrogant about it. It just so happens we lucked out that we came from a country that offered so much richness that we could call it our own without being, you know, ousted. And I think everyone should be allowed to to own it. Like, I know these girls who talk about Sanskrit. They're two English girls who've moved to India and they do a lot of content on Sanskrit and their knowledge is mind-blowing. I have nowhere near that knowledge. So why shouldn't they share it? Because it's coming from a, an honest place. Let them share it. It's good. It helps us all. It helps the world. Just like yoga and meditation came from there and now they're just commonplace. So... It's a good thing. Turmeric, chai, everything. There's so many things. All of you know, it. But um, um, just a little bit while people are listening, in case people are new to Ayurveda um, and, yeah. and, and often even people who think they know Ayurveda, there's a lot more to it. Do you want to just give a little deep dive into Ayurveda from your perspective and what it means, et cetera? Obviously, we all know the literal translation is science yeah. of life, but that's kind of not really what it means. It's really about energetics. It's energetics. It's the energy of of you, of me, of the table behind me, of everything in the world. And it's as feeling. It's about feeling. So if I feel cold, like I do today, then I need to wear something warm. We're always doing opposites. It's a, it's a holistic system that allows you to tune into your true nature. And when you understand your true nature, you can work with it rather than against it. It's really self-diagnostic because we have become dependent on doctors who see us for five minutes every six months to know us better than we know ourselves. We've given our power away. And Ayurveda is about taking that power back and saying, hang on a minute, I know me better than you could ever know me because I've tuned in and I've listened and I've logged and I've taken the time to study myself and not in a navel gazing way, but in a responsible way. So I check my tongue in the morning because that shows me what's going on in my body. I look at the quality of my hair because that tells me that I'm not eating right. And yeah, it's this fine balance of energies within and around you and always working to balance them. And it's about prevention as opposed to cure. So your your brilliant hair products, which if I didn't use my own, I would use yours. <laughs> so those hair products, they're not about saying you're going to have thick hair till till the day you die. That's not possible. I had a lion's mane in my 30s. I had enviable hair. We have brilliant hair product, but I can't have that hair anymore. I'm in my late 50s. I don't have that hair anymore. Deal with it, you know, but I can still keep what I have for longer through doing all the right things. So that's what Ayurveda gives us. It gives us the tools to live longer stronger, better for as long as we possibly can. I love that because I also get asked this question a lot and I, I think I do it quite literal and I think like what you've done is inspired me to think about a bit more of a, 
of an experiential way of explaining it. I think it's so beautiful. So thank you I for that. I think it's full of metaphors, Akash, isn't it? When we say to yeah. people, she's very hot-headed. She's, yeah. she's an airhead. He's um, very grounded. What are we describing? We're describing their elemental makeup. Elemental, yeah. That's what we're describing. Yeah, it's, it's very intuitive. We just, yeah, we know it. We all know it. We just have exactly. lost touch with it. Yeah. So I have two more questions before we go into fire round. What is the future now looking like and what's your goals with Molly Rituals? So now the, I'm in that wonderful space, Akash, and it's taken a while where I'm really, I'm really at ease with it and I'm enjoying it again. I did go through, like I was saying, that period of really not enjoying it very much, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. The opportunities are coming to us. We're definitely going to build spa because that's where you get the whole Morley experience. We are very much, like I said, such a heartfelt brand. doesn't mean the products don't work. They work brilliantly. You know, it's all very well me telling you to chant Orm and, you know, put some oil on your body. But if it didn't work, then why have I got a brand? I may as well just tell you to chant. Why am I giving you an oil as well if it doesn't work? 100% it works. 100%. Uh, I, yeah, I'm very proud of our product. So next is more spa. Yeah. Uh, like you, we don't want to be rushing to launch more and more products. I don't think it's yeah. needed. And I think yeah. if really exceptional product already exists and I feel I genuinely can't do it better, then I won't do it. I just won't. Don't need to. There's already yeah. too much stuff in the world. So we're doing a few really cool collaborations and we haven't signed on the dotted line, but I'm very excited about them because I like collaborating with brands that inspire me. I think that's a that's a beautiful way of saying as well, like the future in beauty in any industry is collaboration is key to not only lasting in such a tough you know, business climate, yeah. but also empowering and also doing and also being where the customer wants. Like the customer doesn't shop one brand. The shopman doesn't no, they you know, don't. together. They like to feel of it as an ecosystem. And yeah. you've got to be in our side an ecosystem to make the change. And I think it's so important. So yeah, I love that. Definitely. That's so definitely. So yeah, that's what's, we're growing spa. We're taking on a few distributors um, that we're feeling really confident with. And um, then we see where the journey takes us. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, so exciting. And my last question I want to ask is just more from me as uh, someone who wants to learn, uh, yeah. I learn so much from you is what is your ways you ground yourself and some of your rituals you do out of, the day-to-day working, but that obviously helps in keeping yourself mindful when you work as well. Yeah. So I have my moments. My biggest, best ritual is my husband. He's just my guru and I love him so much. And when I'm sort of, when I lose it, I can go to him and say, darling, you know what? I'm really cross about this thing. And what do you think? And he'll just calm down. Let me, he, you know, he'll talk to me in a very mindful way. And I just love him for it. Um, we we like to go dancing together. We bumped into your sister at White City House in Diwali. We'd gone there. Really? For a I'm glad I yeah. even know where she is up the time. Yeah, so we um how I ground myself, okay, so daily practice, when I'm in a good I try and do it most days. Daily practice is wake up and go for a walk, get sun on my face. Um yesterday I went for a walk, landed on my bottom in the ice and lost my husband's podcast pod earpod, and that's why I haven't got them on. <laughs> I fell really badly, but it was still really nice going out for a walk. It was yeah. lovely. And the gift was when I went back looking for them, I bumped into an old friend and we had a brilliant chat. And I thought, oh, you know what? It was worth it to lose them because there was the gift. 
Um, so it's finding a gift in everything. Yeah, finding it's mindset shifting, you know, it's all in the mind. Mind shifting is everything. And actually, yeah, Ayurveda, the first thing is shifting the mind. Because if you don't do that, you can use all the oil you want. You are not going to feel pretty. You are not. You're not going to feel healthy until your mind is in a good place. Okay, so then I come back. Then I do my meditation. I have my water. I really do. I know it sounds like a cliche, like people say, you know, these people who talk about doing all this, I haven't got time for all this. I do do all this because otherwise I'd be a basket case. So then I uh, I do my meditation. Then I will have my uh, coffee at my desk. And that's when I will start working. And uh, in the evening, I'll go for a yoga or, or a uh, uh, um, weights class four days a week and then on a Friday and a weekend I keep myself sane by seeing people I love you know friends mm-hmm. um, going out up until recently it was walking my dog every day like you I had a, a lovely dog who was the love of my life I lost, lost him last year oh, and um, oh such a big part of keeping me grounded but yeah you know um those other rituals keep me grounded. The, I think the meditation and reading is a big one. Reading, But what I love about everything you're saying yeah. as well, it's, it's a mix of, it's not one or the other. It's a mix of no, all. No. But mix of all. what was really powerful is hearing that your most important ritual is, is, is a person, right? It's having that person that like, yeah. you know, your husband in this case, I think people forget like that is a ritual is, is the people around you, your loved ones. Definitely. And I think Definitely. people go straight to lemon water and, um, you know, mm-hmm. chanting. That's important. Don't get me wrong. And I think in this day and age, you need to do these micro practices of all of those things because we're busy and just put an intention. Don't force yourself to do anything, No, but don't lose sight of the other rituals, which are human beings. I think, and the things you do. And, with and them, my gosh, you can't know to... yourself. You, you, you can't, can't know yourself if you're chanting mm-hmm. on a, hilltop like the minute somebody comes up and riles you then you know yourself you know so you have to interact with people and that's why I was saying earlier that Morley is my medicine because it's taught me so much about me like when when I'm interacting with team members I learn so much about myself the good and the bad and that's really powerful so my biggest success with Morley would be how it's changed me as a person it's incredible. I, I, I've now learned so many things. I hope so many people today listening have taken notes because if not, at least the podcast is not, it's not a live stream. They can always listen to yeah, it. Yeah, so that's exactly. good. And, um, I, and I'm sorry we didn't talk business enough. No, but but I actually think it's it's better because business is, is always shifting and changing. And I think for me, some podcasts have different themes. And for me, I wanted this one to be really mindful and wellness. Yeah. It is the essence of Ayurveda. I mean, we our business is a... Is a is a vehicle for more education and, and you know, for well-being. You know, in the day, both of us, um, we're not. You know, we would probably have done other industries to be more profitable and business-minded because in yes. the day, that's what the world is catered to. But we're choosing something which is a little bit more. Yes, we will make money. We need to make the business run, but there's a message in everything we're doing, and that's why it yeah. takes time. It's not easy. There's moments where, where we, you know, we don't get um, seen or spoken about because we're still not recognized as a category as you said Ayurveda yet but it will come very soon um so yeah Yeah. I definitely agree before I go to fire round I have a desert Mm -hmm. island situation so this is as you can imagine you're invited to a founded beauty retreat but you can only bring one Morley Rituals product with you what is your go-to and why so I've heard this question before, but you haven't said how many liters, luckily. So I'm going to no, take liters and liters of our face. I love, 
Yeah. So because I can use it all over my body, I'll be really yeah. liberal with it. I'll use yes. it on my face. I'll use yep. them on the ends of my hair and I will, I'll even cleanse my face with it and I'll be good. To so it's our serum. I lo- also, yeah. I want to talk I'll about it that. as well. Please. No, we'll, we'll, when incredible. we meet, I would love, to, um, but I, 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 cause I have them actually, but, um, your oils, can you talk a bit, a little bit about the, the Vata Pita Kapha body oils? Cause I think they're so cool. Yeah. So the massage oils are, yeah. you must always warm oil in your hands when yes. you massage your body it must always be warm. But in the Pita oil, we use cooling oils cooling ingredients. So Pitta is people who are very sharp people. They're very ambitious people. They get the job done. If you gave a Pitta person a report to read, they would instantly be able to cut to the, there's where we're making money, there's where we're losing. That needs to go, that needs to. So we create a cooling oil because Pitta people are very, they get very hot. They get hot and they get, they're very hard on themselves. They need to cool down, metaphorically cool down and physically cool down. Then we have the Vata oil, which is for people who are more like me, where I'm a Vata person. We change from one subject to another without telling you. We don't finish our sentences. We're on to one project before we finish the last one. We like change, like the air. We're unpredictable. So it's a very warming oil because our extremities become very cold. And then we have the kapha oil, which is, again, quite warming, but also very energizing Mm. because kapha people are salt of the earth, lots of stamina, mother earth. But when they are not in balance, they become lethargic. So it's oils like ginger. It's ingredients like ginger that will pepper, pep them up and give them a spring in their step. So they're made for the three mind-body types. Uh, and I actually use mine in the bath a lot. Yeah, and it's to balance the dosha. But like I said, if they eat fish and chips all day, I'm sorry, but my oil is not going to be good enough. Like you've got to take responsibility. And this is, this is part of a lifestyle. It's not the only thing. And I think often we think, well, you know, we've been promised that product will do X, Y, Z. Good. Now I can leave it all to that product. No, you can't. You've got to do other things, but fish and chips on a Friday, invite me over. I'm there. You know, it's 80-20. And I think um, for anyone listening, learn, there's so much more to learn about Vata Pita Kapha. These are the doshas. And I'll put in the summary, um, there's a really nice, uh, uh, you know, my uh, very close friend, kind of like a godfather to me is Deepak Chopra. And via Chopra, oh, wow. there's a Chopra uh, quiz, yes. the dosha quiz. Yes. I'll put the link. Yes. Um, yes. It's one of my favorite ones. People always ask me, and that was one I always refer to. I'll put the link in the summary as well. So go check out your uh, dosha type. If you're Vata, Pita, Kapha, and then you can go on Morley Rituals and get the relevant body oil that will help balance. Um, so you should get the body oil that... So technically you're saying, if you are a Vata type, you want the Vata body oil, right? And then yeah. they'll have... Yeah. They will have the Ideally, you want to become sattvic, and you know, Akash, what that is. Sattvic is that you're, you know, steady. You'll always be your type. It's like nature nurture. But ideally, you want to be so steady that you're using those oils in tune with the seasons. So at this time of year, we're all using vata. In the spring, we're all using kapha, and in the summer, we're using pitta, if we are balanced. And if we're not, then we go to our set point. Yeah. How inspiring to have Deepak Chopra is a... Oh my God, I, I mean, he's like, yeah, he's um, with my dad all the time and I've grown up with him and I go to his home and he, like sometimes like for five, six hours, I'll sit there and we'll just talk about consciousness and cosmic science and I'll just, and I'll just be like a sponge. Uh, oh. Not everything I understand and only later, like, do I understand it? Because, you know, it's a lot of information, but it's so inspiring. I mean, it really is. Akash, also, every time you hear someone speak, 
as you experience life, you read it differently. It's like you can read a word in a dictionary. It doesn't mean you fully understand what it means. No. But there comes a point when you understand what it means. And that's, there's time enough for that. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I think uh, if anyone listening, if you ever read a book or read something, you didn't really get the full experience at that time, don't always hesitate to go back to it at a different stage when your your mindset is different and your brain and your knowledge and experience. So yeah, very important. So now five round questions and then we'll wrap it up. So this is the first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I used your mask and I really loved it. I really did. Um, Thank you. I used it just today, actually. And I really like uh, Lisa Eldridge. Can I say more than one? Because I think she's another one. She's a person who's really authentic in what she does. Very knowledgeable, a lot of integrity. And I also like Ruby Hammer. She does. Yeah, Ruby's amazing. Ruby's amazing. And she's very, she's very, again, a lot of integrity and she is who she is. And so it's as much about the people behind the brands it is as it is the brands themselves. Definitely yeah. agree. And yeah, and I think there's a very good one I've actually written down to make sure we get Ruby and Lisa on the Yes, podcast. I was thinking They were meant that. to be coming on. So yes, definitely get that scheduled. Um, my next question is, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Housewives of Bollywood. I bloody love that <laughs> program. I love the, I love the way they speak. I love their friendship. I love their... The way they dress, everything is so over the top. I've seen bits and bobs. I haven't watched it, but uh, it's something that I'm like, uh, you have to tell me if there's some good episodes and send me those and I'll watch it. Well, you know, gosh, I have so little tolerance for bad TV. Like it's taking up my life. I have so little tolerance. But that's one show that I know is not highbrow or going to give me anything. But I. It's my guilty pleasure. You yeah. need to have it. You need to. Well, yeah. my next question is, what are you currently watching? Maybe watch something else. Watching or reading? I just watched this brilliant program called, uh, this movie on Netflix called Swimmers. Did you, have you heard of that? Uh, I, is it the documentary? But I yeah. actually, uh, it was, it, it, it's it, good. It was about the real story of the two girls who left Syria and then yeah. one of them ended up in the Olympics. It was so moving. It was so I incredible. To watch it. it was in the top 10. I saw that. And oh, I was going to watch just that. Just a, a brilliant mm-hmm. film. Really enjoyed that. I'm really slow at reading. Yeah. Very, very slow. I've, I recently, now that people label things, I think I'm dyslexic in my reading because I have to read something five, six times before I can actually read a page. Takes me yeah. forever. But um, a book that I really, really rate um, is called. It's called Seat of the Soul, and it's by Gary Zukov. It's probably about 25 years old now, but it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Really makes you think. And then I I, I read a lot of Ayurvedic books because of wanting to deepen my knowledge. And I recently, my sister was clearing out our parents' house, and she found this one my dad had called Ayurvedic Cures for Common Disease. And it's a really old book. And I thought, bless, even my dad was really into it, you know, which I didn't know that he was reading. So I read this because I cherish it because he read it. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. My next question is, do you have a favorite quote or something you keep like a saying? My father-in-law's quote, head and shoulders. His quote was, um, uh, do your best, leave the rest. And I love that quote. It's it's really a motto to live by. Do your best, leave the rest. Not your problem. Love that. It's not your problem. And my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would Anita be doing right now? You know what? I still might. I, you know, this store in um, Paris called Mercy. Do you know this store? Yeah. 
Of course. Yeah, I love that store. So so beautiful. Yes, yeah, so beautiful. I would love to have something like that in India. Yeah. But for Indian artisans, where I put everything together, I talk about their stories, I build it. I don't want to own it. I don't want to own anything. Yeah. I just, I'm done with that. But I want to be able to bring that vision to life. Oh, I love that. We have so much richness and the whole thing, like the messy owner, the whole thing would be mm. charitable. I don't... For me, it's the joy oh, of being able to put it together. Can you, if you do that, could you also do it here too, if possible, with Indian yes, like ties? Uh, I think would absolutely. Because the fact would, that you said Mercy, it's so funny. Because it's like when I lived in Paris for three years, and I used to oh, always yes. go there just to um, experience the energy, and it's yeah. so like nice. And during Christmas time, they did such a nice job outside. Oh. The store. It was so beautiful. I love Mercy. And you know, they did it all for charity because they'd earned their money. So I didn't know that. Well, yeah, so they, own, they used to own the brand Bonpois and they sold yeah. it. The couple decided now we want to give back and that was their project. And I would love to do something like that. And never say never. I think I will do it. Yeah. And I also want to work on another book. I worked on a couple of books when I was younger and now I'd like to write, write one on Ayurveda, but not... Not all of Ayurveda, because it's too broad a subject. I just want to focus on one small area. So that's sort of beginning to go come into flourishion, but probably take a while. Yeah. And, and again, like everything you do, and rightly, even me, rightfully, don't put a timestamp. Just do it to the beat of the intention that you that it should be. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. Yeah. It's very important. Oh, well, Anita, it's been such an honor and pleasure speaking to you. I can't wait to now catch up more and more in person with neighbors, so there's no excuse. Yeah. But where can everyone follow yourself, uh, Morley Rituals? What are all the handles? And I'll put all the links anyway. Our website is Morley, M-A-U-L-I, rituals.com. And Morley, I think it's just Morley Rituals for Instagram as well. Thank you so much. It's been such Thank a pleasure you. and can't wait for everyone to discover. And again, I'll put all the links in the summary for everyone listening. So tap away and try your dosha type as well so you can see. Thank you, Akash, and see you again very soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.